0: super
1: excited to talk to our fan fiction author today. Hi, my name's Maya. I'm also super, super excited to talk to our fan fiction author today. I am Corvus, and
2: I make fan fiction and fan art.
1: Fuck
0: yes! Alright, so that voice you're hearing, if you remember the infamous YA series, The Mortal Instruments, uh, even though she's s- still technically writing books, you should be all too well of them and their lovely work of Malik. They are the author of fix such as The Immortal Weapons, The Little Black Book series, The Many Hunters Moon 500 One Shot, The Smutty Edition, of course, and their current mm-hmm. work from Beyond the Stars, it's Corvus Cladvers! <laughs> Hello. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We're so excited to talk to you i'm about. so excited to be here uh me specifically because i saw you on twitter because you um had been promoting your malik fix and i fucking love malik i have been reading the shadow hunters like mortal instruments since i was probably in like middle school Ew. i love the book series i love the television <laughs> show so mm-hmm. i've been oh i wow, so, is so
2: good
0: oh my god it's so fucking good <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you had watched it because I, I honestly, yes. genuinely love that television show. Unironically. Yes.
2: Me too. It's like, it's like the best kind of trash. Yes. Like, I can't stop watching it. It's amazing. I and that's what got me writing fanfiction for it was the TV show. Oh because fuck it's just, yeah! Chef's kiss. It's perfect. I
0: know. My mother and I have both read the series. I have read up to her like latest book series with the LA Institute. I haven't read that one, but everything else I've read. Um, and then we watched the show together, and my mom didn't like it because it wasn't, like, the plot of the show. Like, they had kind of emerged, like, they, they took a different turn. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is incredible. This is, like, fan fiction, but a television show. I love everything about it.
2: Up. I love that they're aged up. It makes so many things a lot less yep, weird. yep. Like, it's just... It's wonderful. Like 24 year old Alec Lightwood, I'm here for it.
0: Oh, I'm here. The scene where he has to get married and then Magnus shows up at his wedding is the best thing that's ever happened oh, yes. in television.
2: And it also led to the best Shadowhunters crack video, which is the wedding scene, but it speeds up every time people communicate through drawn out stairs. <laughs> um, that's the best Shadowhunters crack video.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess my first question is for Maya. Hey, do you know anything about what we're I talking
1: about? No, nothing. <laughs> like, I know the clip that you guys are talking about. Yes. Obviously, I've been on Tumblr uh-huh. for sev- eight Several years. Several years. Eight years, now. I've, all seen over Tumblr. I've seen it floating around yes. before. I know nothing about the Mortal Kombat okay. series. So I'm a little in the dark here but I, I feel the enthusiasm to you. I'm here for it.
2: We might lose you a bit on occasion. <laughs> it's okay. I,
1: I'll just sit here and smile. And yeah,
0: laugh. because uh, all other things, at least the ones that are on your website and Ao3 are all... I w- I'm not. They're not all Malik, but they're all of the Mortal Instruments variety. Yeah.
2: All but one are Malik, I think. And yeah, I think so. The one that isn't Malik, I wrote on a dare... <gasps> So I kind of count all of them as being on Malick, cause that's tight, 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 tight. That's an interesting thought. Truth or Dare fanfiction. Truth, Truth yes, or Dare. Fan yeah. I was, on a, I was on a writing weekend away with a friend, and she was like, "I dare you to write Jace Izzy," and I was like, "All right, fine." This has to happen now. <laughs> it is a very odd ship. Like I will have to say. It's so weird, but I can definitely see how it would happen. Sure. Oh, a hundred percent. in book canon, where it's like just them and the institute, like mm-hmm. for their whole childhood. Stuff. Yes.
0: Like Al, like Clary never shows up. Simon's never around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So for my dear friend who knows nothing about this, the Shadowhunter series written by Cassandra Clare. She used to write fanfiction okay, okay. Uh-huh. She used to write Harry Potter fanfiction <laughs> cool. um, And then she wrote the Mortal Instruments series mm, Which mm. has all these characters in it But there's like werewolves and vampires and warlocks okay. And then the Shadowhunter people Which are like the main people okay. um, There's way too much to go into But like
2: there's I'll, a lot of relationships will get it as we go Thank you,
0: thank cool. you um, But yeah, so first question for uh, you Is how, kind of just tell us a little bit about, about your relationship with fanfiction How did you find
2: it? How did you start reading and like writing it? Uh, Sure, yeah. So, I used to read fanfiction on and off a little bit in, like, middle school and high school, the way that I think a lot of us did. Um, But I never really got into it until actually after college. Um, I was working, and I met a friend at work who kind of introduced me to the fanfiction community a little bit more through uh, Vampire Diaries, actually. Okay, okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because she was writing fanfiction and she asked me to beta for her. Ooh, um, nice. And, yeah. So then I wanted to write, but I kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to write. Um, and then I started this very dramatic like workplace romance that <laughs> I was a part of, um, and my cousin who was living with me at the time was like reading through my text messages, because I was sharing them with her, um, and she was like, wow, you should really put this in one of the stories that you write. <gasps> and I thought, hey, maybe I should. Mm. And I started writing it, and that's how Send-Delete was born.
0: Um, Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay.
2: Yep, so all of the, most of the text conversations in delete are of my actual text conversations with somebody that I was secretly seeing at the time. That's wild! (laughs) And I turned it into a fanfiction, and then I just, like, was on, I couldn't stop writing after that. Um, and now here I am, two years later, still writing. incredible
0: I've never thought about that (laughs) like using actual type like I could there have been so many like men that I've talked to that I'm like technically I could
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was wild I just I built the entire it was supposed to be like a maybe five chapter just small little arc where I literally just wrote out all of my text message conversations I changed the names like changed around, like, the way some of them happened a little bit, just, like, to make it, you know, more story-like mm-hmm. and dramatic, um, and then I wrote a story around it, and then the story kept growing and growing and growing, and then it was 120,000 words. Uh, so... Oh it got a little bit away from me. <laughs> but I love that it did, it's a lot of fun, and it got me uh, into the fanfiction community, and I met all of my closest friends now pretty much through it, so yeah, cool. it's great i love that
0: i love hearing Aww. people's relationships that come through fanfiction so it's so nice it's so nice mm-hmm. having so
1: many people to like share
0: this thing with, with you yeah yeah especially oh, yeah, a thing that still i see so many people be like you you write fanfiction yeah and it's like
1: uh-huh shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> yeah. sorry yeah
2: for sure everybody at my uh, new workplace now knows that i write fanfiction i went into this job i started a new job in december and I went into it guns blazing. I was like, I'm not hiding shit. Oh, like, I'm going absolutely. In, I've got my pronouns. Like they know my pronouns. They know that I write fan fiction. Like they know everything. We're just <laughs> we're out and about here. Incredible.
0: Respect. Respect. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I had a thought. Yeah. And that thought left me something about fan fiction. Oh yeah. That's like valid. I always feel I love fan fiction as. I guess a genre because it's never anybody like sitting in front of a blank sheet of paper going like all right what do I want it's always just something grabs you by the throat and is like write me right this second
2: (laughs) oh hell yeah all the time yeah or you let
1: that thing choke you out for three months and then you write the thing yeah
2: and you're like fine uncle (laughs) uncle my favorite thing to do with things like that is I'll take a trope that I like like, I'm really uncomfortable with, or I like don't see the appeal of, and I'll be like, okay. But if I had that feeling, and mm-hmm. I really, really wanted to write this, and it was just like, write me! Yeah. What? What would it be? Like, how would I write this trope in a way that got me insanely excited about it so I couldn't stop writing? Which is how From Behind the Stars happened. Uh, because I was like, wow, Omegaverse is really weird and I'm super not into it, so... But what if I was? Yeah. <laughs> and- that's such an interesting concept it is that is so
1: cool
0: because i feel like we live in we live in a society we live live in like this mind like this purity culture of like if you don't like it just don't look at it just don't look at it but i love the okay but like what if what
1: if it
2: literally (laughs) was a person and it choked me out yeah what would i do yeah like that's so interesting yeah and i think it's wild that i've like At least in the fanfiction server that I spend most of my time on, um, I've become kind of known for Omegaverse now because of From Behind the Stars. And I've had many people tell me that I got them into Omegaverse. Aww. And and that's just wild to me because I started out writing that because I, like, didn't really like Omegaverse. (laughs) I will, I will have just my guilty little
0: fucking secret. I fucking love Omegaverse. I love ABO Fix. I don't know why. I do too. I was so excited to read Cause like when Maya and I have a little different When like fanfiction authors Reached out to us I immediately go to the AO3 And like check out what you got Mm. Like Maya likes to read afterwards And be like I know this person I think it's funny Yeah I think it's I think it's very
2: adorable But I I like saw it
0: There's something satisfying about that Oh 100% But I saw you had We had like messaged a bit You had a bunch of little ones But then I saw Beyond the Stars And I was just like That one that one I'm very excited for. And it is it's in, so good. I have been like binging it. I haven't finished it yet. But like you got me with the omegaverse and then you kept me for like the beauty and the beast aspect of it. No, but like yeah, you you got me with the the omegaverse where I was just like I'm very interested because I love okay. <laughs> I love everything that comes with omegaverse. Okay, <laughs> like same. things that like m- people might not like. I am fully into. Like, I'm down for all of it.
2: 100%.
0: Maya's looking at me like I'm not No!
2: She thing. hasn't,
1: like, okay. Here's the thing. Sydney and I have very recently <laughs> talked about Omegaverse, like, here and there. I know that she's been into it for mm-hmm. a while, she just hasn't admitted it yeah. yet. She's, like, danced around the subject so the fact that this is happening right now, I'm like, okay, alright.
2: I can get down with the sickness. <laughs> right. Well, if from behind the... St- stars comes up like you can't talk about it and not talk about omega verse because i mean it's right there front and center it's the whole story (laughs) yeah basically it's
0: you don't have Beyond the stars it's not for omega verse but like yeah i love everything that comes with like like the omega verse that like that's just it like i love the aspect of like mates i love the like especially now that like people have come in it's not like this wattpad werewolf mate anymore like People like you have come around and like made it very like unadulterated and very mature, where it's like it doesn't feel cringy to
2: read. It's just like yes, like this, this is perfect. What I wanted to do. Oh my gosh, that was like the part that I was so excited about. Is like I wanted to take Omega Verse, but then I wanted to make it super like I wanted to give it that fairy tale vibe and mm-hmm. that kind of like dramatic sort of uh, pining like soulmates vibe and that. Like, everything that you get out of, like, a dark fairy tale with, like, these dramatic descriptions and, like, just this- these long, like, emotional kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, like, pondering moments where he's just, like, sitting around in this giant oversized castle with these long shadows and dust motes and I wanted to take that vibe and put it into something like Omegaverse that everybody normally thinks of as this, like, raunchy smut. (laughs) And see what came out.
0: And don't get me wrong, I also love the Ron,
2: She's my <laughs> aspects of Oh, definitely. I actually started, um, well actually, hold on, how far are you? Because I feel like I shouldn't give spoilers.
0: I, oh fuck, I think I'm on chapter 11?
2: Okay. When you get to chapter 19, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, okay, okay, but I thank want you, you to know that chapter 19 is the first chapter I wrote, and that was the concept that started the whole story, because I was writing it for an event that was fairy tale rewriting, And I was like, I took, um, Beauty and the Beast, Mm -hmm. obviously, and my idea was, well, let's make it Shifters and Omegaverse, and then I went from there, and I started with Chapter 19, but then it took me 18 chapters to get to it.
0: (laughs) I mean, hey, man, everyone loves a slow burn.
2: (laughs) Oh, for sure. God, I love slow burns.
0: (laughs) This is my, uh, omission. I, I, I love Omegaverse.
2: Like, yeah, there's just
0: something, like, uh, there's just something really primal about it <laughs> that I really fucking enjoy. Oh, for, sure. <laughs> for no reason. And I honestly, I really think, someone put it into words on Twitter one time that, like, I think we've come up on this part of, like, no longer is, like, consent just it. Like, you need to have, like, enthusiastic participation, and I feel like that's what Omegaverse mm-hmm. gets right every single time.
2: Yeah, for sure. 100%. You have, like, you can very clearly see in at least most, like, good Omegaverse fics that I've read, the desire and the enthusiasm that's there, like, the magnetism between mm-hmm. the characters. It, it really kind of grasps onto that, and it runs with it.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love the, the like, I, I need you now kind of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. And the lack
2: of shame around it, like, oh. the ability for the characters to just say, like,
0: now. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> I'm learning a
2: lot today. Yes, thank
0: you. Okay, we have to move on, or I'm going to talk about ABO FIX <laughs> for the next hour and a half. Forever? Okay, so we kind of talked a little bit, but, like, what is your relationship with The Mortal Instruments? And, like, specifically Malik, like, what, what grabbed you by the fucking throat and had you write them over and over and over again?
2: Well, I first read The Mortal Instruments when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And back then, I mean, I was into it, I liked it a lot, it was a book series that you know, I read into, and Malik, awesome characters, they were my favorite characters in the series, but I wasn't, like, that into it. Um, but then the show dropped, and the show dropped a little bit before I started writing fan fiction, and so it was just perfectly timed, where, you know, I had the time, I, you know, was living alone at the time, and so, and I had a lot of time on my hands, and I started watching the show, and it was just the perfect balance of, like, fantasy and romance, and kind of, like, being a shameless garbage fire, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't stop watching it, it's just so addictive, and Alec is a character, and Magnus as a character, especially on the show, just really did it for me, like, they're, I don't know, I think, I think the, the archetype that Alec's character is, mm-hmm. I feel very drawn to, and I think a lot of people who are fans of Alec, you'll hear the same thing, just that kind of quietness, the protectiveness, that sort of, uh self-containment, like, he's very, he doesn't talk a lot about his feelings, except, like, with this one, you know, special person, Mm -hmm. and that's Magnus, who's fabulous, and who's, you know, very outspoken, and who isn't afraid to be who he is, but when you get to know him, like, really, he is in so many ways, and he's so deep, and he's he's so multidimensional, and there's so much beneath all of the flashiness and the sparkles, and they balance each other so well. It's, it's just, wonderful and it helps that they're both gorgeous of course
0: oh my god yeah absolutely i really i really do think that you'd like alec because he's that like tall dark handsome silent large man
1: yeah. <laughs> the- <laughs>
2: it's a great archetype
1: oh it's one of my favorites yes it's not my favorite of all time.
0: <laughs> that's why i'm saying i think you'd fucking love alec okay yes and i honestly if Uh, uh, This is a secret. We're planning on moving in together. If we move in together, I'm making you watch the show.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. First, congrats, and two, yes, you should watch it. You would love Alec.
0: Alec is okay. incredible. Even in just, like, the books. I remember, I, I read the books starting in high school. I think there is a, like, a, like, a secondhand bookstore that's in the city we live in. And I went there, and it was, like, it was probably, like, I literally have it up there. It's, it's a paperback, and it was probably, like, a $1.50, like, because they were so old. Like, they came out in the early 2000s, so I picked it up, I read it. And, like, true like, truthfully, Magnus was the first character I think I've ever been exposed to that loved everybody. Like, it it wasn't just, Mm -hmm. like, the straight character, but he also wasn't, like, the gay character. He was just, like, it was my first exposure to, like, oh, you can, like, everybody? (laughs) What Mm -hmm. is this?
2: Sure, yeah, they were, Alec and Magnus were the first queer characters that I ever read, which I didn't really think back on and kind of reflect on until well after I started Mm -hmm. writing fanfiction for them. And, I mean, I've read so many queer characters now. But especially characters like Magnus, you don't see a lot of that, like, bisexual or pansexual representation in stories Especially not still.
0: in the early 2000s when those books yeah. came out. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, yeah. It, it's,
1: like, it's interesting because then, in my own personal experience, even in my own family, I've talked to... I'm gonna... I'm just gonna throw this out there. Okay. A lot of people in my family, or at least that I have known, older, older people, mm-hmm. let's say middle-aged and above, especially... That identify as female. Um, anytime I talk to them, because I'm openly bisexual, in my family, my mm-hmm. like I have plenty of family members that don't care or whatever they don't mm-hmm. acknowledge it, yeah, <laughs> whatever it may be. A lot of my older female, like family members, people that I know are also of that mindset. Yes. they just happen to be married to a man at this yes. point in their life. Where they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I was like that too. I or was like, like that. I, I, I like I used to love whoever, and you know, like,
0: yeah.
1: And it's so interesting to me that this is not a foreign concept and like yeah it is more prevalent now because it's legal (laughs) and and it's
0: more people talk about it more people
1: talk about it way more but it's still like my aunts Mm -hmm. who were born in the 70s and 80s or were just like oh yeah i definitely dated women (laughs) like definitely yeah and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) like in history they don't (laughs) talk about that shit you have
0: to you have to be like hey um auntie
2: That's called being
0: bi. Yeah, like, it's (laughs) okay.
2: (laughs) okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I definitely think a lot of people from, like, our parents' generation felt that way, but they didn't consider it to be being bisexual, Mm because they were like, well, yeah, I had those feelings, but, like, you know, girls just feel that way about each other sometimes, and then, you know, they went and got married to a man and lived the rest of their life, and they were like, yeah, I'm straight, like, that's, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it- as long as people are happy living their lives, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy too. I'm not going to say anything about them. that, but it's super interesting that especially in mm-hmm. in the early 2000s we started to see this more this push of just like mm-hmm. it's yes, everyone does have these yeah. feelings and yes, it's not yeah it's not just well, that you're straight. Especially
0: or, I think especially yeah. for the character of Alec. I fucking love Alec because he has this conflict in himself mm. because he kind of comes through that with like the the Clave, the like the the people he comes from are just like this is who you are, like, whatever, and he, like, really struggles with himself when he meets Magnus, because he has these feelings towards Magnus, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know what to do with them, and Magnus is being, is so himself and so open, he's also, like, a warlock, he's lived for fucking thousands of years, so he's had time to, like, figure Mm -hmm. himself out, um, so, like, he is able to not teach Alec, because Alec has to go through that journey on his own, it's, like, his own fucking journey he has to go through, but, like, him going through this journey of his like identity and his sexuality and coming to terms with his sexuality and like even from like the third book when they like get together and the last book, the sixth book or whatever, even the book that she came out with recently that's like just them is like such a change and like the growth in his character is truly truly a very good one.
2: Oh for sure. And I think that's something that I really identified with, especially Kind of later on, when I was watching the show, and I was much more self-aware about my own personal journey, because I was raised in a Catholic conservative household, and I am pansexual, and I am non-binary. And so that's definitely something that I identified with a lot with Alex's characters, that struggle of, like, he's surrounded by this extremely conservative culture where it's not okay to be queer, and it's not okay to be different, and he has to reconcile that with himself. But he has this excellent kind of role model in The Man That He Loves, who's kind of showing him, you know, how you can be true to yourself and how you can accept these aspects of yourself and, you know, not turn the world's hatred back on yourself. I was like with supremacy, okay. (laughs) He's excellent. I, I could just love and dote on Alec Lightwood forever, which is pretty much what I do in a lot of my. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: Um. Okay, so we have a little, a uh, couple of like chaser questions, I suppose, to get us into it. But we kind of, ta- again, we kind of talked a little bit about. But is there um a trope that you have yet to have your hand at that you would love to try?
2: Oh gosh. See, I kind of just write tropes like as soon as I can get my hands on them. I mean, yeah. Um. But. Let's see, I actually... I've never gotten around to writing a coffee shop AU. (gasps) Um, Okay! And I think that would be fun. I've never written a true Soulmates AU. Like, there's hints of it in From Behind the Stars, but it's not like an explicit Soulmates AU, and I think an explicit Soulmates AU would be really, really fun. Um, so yeah, I would say probably those two. (sighs)
0: Yep. Anybody- if you say soulmate anywhere around me, I start crying. I fucking- it's my favorite shit in the entire fucking world. Yeah. I'm so weak for soulmates. I love them so much. There's
2: just something so reassuring about soulmates You You can't leave me. (laughs) You're literally my person. You are stuck with me. We are meant for each other. There is no doubt here.
0: Okay. Um, so then, on the flip side of that, is there a trope that you wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole, even after you're like, oh, I want to make this, have you ever gone to the thing where you tried to, and it just, like, failed horribly and you gave up?
2: Um, I will try pretty much anything at least once. Um, the only trope that I feel like I wouldn't touch, just because I'm- I'm a sucker for happy endings, everything always has to turn out well for me, even if I write terrible angst, it always is a happy ending, so I- will never write anything like Dead Dove Do Not Eat, okay. anything like that, uh, because for me, I just, like, no matter how much angst I write, no matter how bad it gets, it has to turn out okay in the end. It has to have, you know, something hopeful or positive, because that's, you know, that's what I want to read, that's what I write. <laughs> This is this mm-hmm.
0: is the, the favorite my favorite part about Maya and I friendship because we are s- somehow the same person but also not the same <laughs> person.
2: Also completely opposite. It's also
0: completely <laughs> opposite. Because I was sitting here while you were saying that, being like, yes, a happy ending. And Maya's just like a Maya who loves to read a dark fic sometime and just cry and be sad. She's I just like, like, like
2: feeling hollow in the inside. <laughs> so I mean, me too. I love I love angst. I love sadness. I'm, I'm a glutton for sadness, but, like, the fun in it for me is that, like, you know, eventually it will get better.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> not for me.
2: I mean, like, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. A majority of
1: the time, most fanfics are like that, and, yeah. yeah, I feel great. But every once in a while, I have this sudden urge just to go on AO3 and be like, okay, and major character death, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm to be miserable. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's valid. I, I feel that
1: moving on from
0: like that kind
2: of
1: area
0: so what is when you get your hands on a like a fic you have an idea you have a trope idea what is your writing process
2: going forth gosh um mostly a mess as i imagine most people feel like their own writing Mm -hmm. processes Mm -hmm. are um generally i start out with very much of like an abstract idea like kind of a vibe i guess you would say i'm very into vibes If you couldn't tell from from behind the stars which is just one big vibe (laughs) wrapped up in some sparkles um i just i i really go for a vibe and then from the vibe i kind of develop like one particular scene that kind of encompasses the vibe of the story like the quintessential scene um and then i write backwards because that's what works for me apparently i like i'll get wherever that scene is I'll kind of write around that a little bit, like, I'll plan how do I get to that scene from, say, the beginning of the story, where do I want the story to end, is that scene the end, or is that scene the climax, that scene somewhere in the middle, I'll plot from there, and then I I write backwards.
0: Okay, so then did you, you said that you started with, like, chapter 19 of From Beyond Mm -hmm. the Stars,
2: did you start with that and then just write backwards? Yeah, so chapter 19 is is the first chapter Mm -hmm. that I wrote for From Behind the Stars. Um, From Behind the Stars specifically, I actually jumped around a bit because it wasn't supposed to be as long as it is. Sure. Um, So now uh, there are two parts out of three that are out, um, and I'm still working on part three. It's been slowed down a little bit by moving and life and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I started by plotting chapter 19, and then just like, how do I get to chapter nineteen? Um, and I did write chapters backwards from there, but I had to keep going back and filling in chapters in between them. And that's always what tends to happen for me, you know, I plan for a 20,000 word fic and then it ends up 100,000 words. Yep. Um, but yes, I I started off writing backwards for that and then ended up having to jump around. Very cool. I
1: feel like that's sort of similar to the way that I construct stories, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the way I write, but... I also very much am visual. Like, I have these few scenes where I'm like, okay, <laughs> here's what happens. Like, here's the deeds And then I go from there and I, like, string it together. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. How the fuck these do we get the from this separate. to this?
2: Yeah. These are the scenes you know have to happen. That's actually how I did send a lead as well. Um, I started out with, I think it was chapter seven. And then I kept having to fill in chapters, like, how do we get here? And I wrote backwards from chapter seven. Hmm. Um, but then it turned into a whole and I wrote forts from there because it grew up a plot.
1: Interesting. So do you feel um do you feel like there's a better connection when you write the characters when you write backwards comparatively to when you write from just like maybe chapter 1?
2: I I suppose I'm not sure I'd say necessarily that there's a better connection with the characters so much as there's a better understanding of what the direction of each chapter is, Mm. right? Because I've I've written stories like Send, Delete, where, you know, for all of the later chapters, I was writing as I go. And it's a little harder for me to focus when I don't know what's gonna be in the last chapter, right? Whereas in From Behind the Stars, for example, writing from chapter 1 to chapter 19, I flew through writing those chapters, because I knew exactly where I was going. I knew that the end goal was to set the scene scene and set the table to reach chapter 19. Um, And now part three is taking a lot longer (laughs) because I don't have that same direction. I don't have that same sort of easy goal in mind where I can go, this is where I'm going.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I feel the, I wouldn't even call it the main fic I'm writing anymore because I'm writing so fucking many. (laughs) But like the one that started everything for me is um, this Kego Takami, which is, like, My Hero Academia fic, um, and I, that fic completely originally started with a single scene that I had thought, and then I was just, like, this needs to be put down on paper, this needs to be, you know, whatever, but, like, you can't just write that and, like, have, expect, like, anybody to know what the fuck's going on, because, like, I just, I had just an idea, so then I just started writing, and, like, Mm -hmm. I, then I was just, like, well, how do I get, and it's, for Maya, at least she knows, it's chapter five. So I was just like, how the fuck do I get from there to here? Mm. So I have to, like, write five chapters. And then, even then, I started three chapters and then went, oh, I have no fucking plot. <laughs> Maybe I should <laughs> write down a plot. Which, again, is completely different from Maya, because Maya showed me her fic for the first time and has a full comprehensive plot line <laughs> <that> she's <laughs> outlined. <laughs> and I'm sitting over here being like, I don't know, I'm three chapters deep and have fucking no idea what's going on so that I had to eventually write something out, but even then, like, kind of with you, basically the last third of this fic that I'm still writing, I don't know what's gonna go on, and I'm kind of just relying on the manga to figure it out for me.
2: Yeah, that's that's always the hardest part for me, is, is once I run out of, like, mm-hmm. that direction that I originally had, but boy do I understand that mood of just the chapters kind of like you have that one scene, and yep. then you're like, but I have to, I have to give this context. Like it's not as interesting if it doesn't have context. People need to know why this is happening.
0: <laughs> I was just like, like, I
2: need, I need people to also
0: cry when I cry at the sad thing that I've written. <laughs> exactly.
2: You need to build up that emotion that you felt when you got that like initial inkling mm-hmm. of a vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. Maya's really funny too, because she had told me that. No, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I don't know
1: where this conversation
0: going. <laughs> you had told me when you were writing that, like, you really want to write these scenes, but you can't write them, because then you would you would have no reason to write before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, because then, I usually have these scenes playing in my head when I'm driving home listening to music. As one does. I, you know, oh, you yes. pair you pair the beats yeah. of the music to whatever's the happening. The vibes. Yeah, the vibes are immaculate. Like, it's it's intense. And so... If I go home and I write those things mm-hmm. and I encompass the vibe the way I want it to, I have no reason. Yeah. Absolutely no reason to write the first 7 chapters. Yeah. <laughs> At least in my book. And that's like I don't know, that's the way I operate. Like mm-hmm. I have to I have to plot out okay, well, I know this important scene is going to happen here. Let's write one through whatever yeah. and get there first. And then we, and then, okay, what's the next one? Okay, what's the next one?
2: It's fair. It's like your motivation for you because it's like the treat that you get to do with the Exact That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So
0: this is, this will be fun for Maya. So a lot of your works, I would say most of them um, on your AO3 are from this challenge that you participated in called the Hunter's Moon 500, which you wrote yes. smut one shots in 500 words so I want to fucking exactly. talk about this 500 words. Yes. because <laughs> Maya knows better than anybody else that I cannot write anything in 500 <laughs> words <laughs> that it's yeah, 50,000 I... or nothing yeah. <laughs> Like, so like yeah. how did you come up with ideas for this and then like how did you because I, I was reading some of these and I was like how the fuck did you fit so much emotion and story in 500 fucking words
2: um well yeah it's, it's really hard um, I think it helps that before I ever wrote any, like, stories or anything, um, and a lot of people say, oh, when I say this, like, it's suddenly my writing style suddenly clicks in their head. I wrote poetry first. Okay. Um, and, yeah. And in poetry, like, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're cutting words, you're you're trimming, you know, phrases and sentences, and you're finding the exact right word for what you mean so that you don't have to write a whole sentence, you know? You're ca- you're capturing an entire sentiment in a few syllables. Um, and writing things like HM500s, it's kind of like that, right? You, I always start out just going with whatever idea is in my head for the prompt. Usually the prompt is like a word, or sometimes it's an image. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna write just two pages. Cause I, I write in, in Google Docs, um, and I trim it down to, like, the paperback novel size pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just write two pages during, like, writing sprints or something, and then I just heavy edit it. And I go through, and I'm like, how can this entire sentence, or this entire idea, be trimmed down to, like, a part of a sentence, or a word, or, you know, even just, like, somebody says something that implies something instead of actually saying it, so that I can fit more into this paragraph and in this story and give it the background and context that I need in order for it to feel powerful to me.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. That makes the a poetry. Lot of yeah, it, fun. it does. It That's, also it's a lot of fun. And also <laughs> continually makes sense that poetry was the worst thing that I ever did in my English classes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, to be fair, I think I think most, you know, academic settings, like the way that that schools work mm-hmm. is not the best place to be trying to read poetry and literature, because, Mm -hmm. like, when you're in school, you don't really care that much about the poetry and literature that you're reading, right? Like, the fun in, like, really intense reading of things, like poetry and books and, like, finding the meaning in them, that's only fun, and you only get into it and really do it, like, the quote-unquote, like, right way, Mm -hmm. if you're, like, really interested in what's happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it's also the forced ideals of whoever's teaching you the subject.
2: Exactly. Yeah, the teacher will say, you know, oh, write, you know, whatever the themes that you find in it, but really, they're gonna grade on what they think.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm also, um, am kind of a dumb. Where, like, I, we'd have, like, I would be in, not film classes, but we would watch films in some of my, like, gender study classes or whatever, Mm. and a lot of them would be kind of like poetry, where they would have implied things of just, like, Oh, it, it this thing means this or yada 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 and I'd be like, I don't fucking know cuz it goes straight over my head. I'm just that's not dumb. <laughs> that's,
2: it just didn't speak to you, you know? And that's like I think that's the thing that a lot of people miss is they're like just because something doesn't speak to you doesn't mean that you're like missing it, you know? It's just that there are some things that you can look into and you can really read into every sentence because you're excited about it and you identify with it and it speaks to you. And if a film doesn't, or a piece of work doesn't, you're not stupid. You just, it's not your thing. And, like, that's fine.
0: See, Maya, so there is a reason why I give you 17,000 words to read every single fucking time. <laughs> she is my the best bait I've ever had, because I will give her something that's 40 pages long, and I'm like, have fun! <laughs> like, Enjoy. And then she's like, here's seven. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, like our writing styles are... I would say they're kind of the same, but the length in which we go in writing something completely different. <laughs>
1: Listen, i got other things to do. <laughs> I know you do!
0: But, like, the way that I write things, I like, I don't know if it's that or just, like, everything means something, at least to me. Like, if I put a sentence down, <laughs> that sentence has to mean something. It's not just, like, a throwaway sentence. So, like... If oh, it takes sure. me a paragraph or something to describe the thing, it all means something. Or like, if I if I feel that they these two characters need to speak a little bit longer, like I'm not just gonna be like, Oh well I don't wanna write that much, like get rid of that. Like you know, I just at least to me, like the from going from point A to point B just takes a little bit longer than some people.
2: Yeah, and you know, that that makes sense. It's everybody goes about like writing and, and reading and art Differently.
1: God, I sound like such a hippie saying that. <laughs> no. You're talking to an arts major. You're talking to two people who write fanfiction and an arts, ma- a double arts major. Yeah. At True. We're all we're all weird here. <laughs> yeah.
0: part About the fandom community. Yeah, the double arts major and the person who's like stayed alive by writing. <laughs> like, there is nothing else. I have tried to do so many different things in my course of life, but there has just been something about the last almost a year of my life because the first chapter of the kego that i writ- wrote was in september mm-hmm. so it's almost been a year since i've been writing that and it's almost been half a year and like i there i did a lot of things in college i changed my majors like twice because like i had just felt that i needed to be this thing that like would make my parents proud or make like society not look at me weird mm-hmm. and then like after i graduated from college really after i got burnt out of the thing that I was doing in college Like I was writing and doing all this stuff And I was sitting there being like Do I really want to do this? And then we started doing the podcast or started writing fanfiction And like still some people in my family Like I, my little sister God forsake her I love her to the ends of the earth Because she's my little sister But she's always just like Why don't you write your original novel? And I'm just mm-hmm. like Well that just doesn't bring me joy And this fanfiction brings me a lot of joy So why would I stop doing that? So, like, I'm exactly. just, it's just been a year of me learning. The thing that I am doing is for me and not for anybody else. So, if, like, I'm going, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, what's your podcast about? It's about fanfiction. <laughs> I don't want you to say shit about it because it makes me so fucking happy to talk about fanfiction with my friend for, like, once a week for about an hour. <laughs> like
2: That's that's super true. I, I get that a lot. Um, I'm... So my day job, I'm I'm a software engineer, okay. which is like the most unartsy thing. <laughs> ever. Um, and I that's that's been kind of a debate for me for a long time. It's like, I I love writing and I love drawing and making digital mm-hmm. art, and there's a part of me that really wants to try to just make a career out of writing and art. Like, maybe write some original novels, self-publish on Amazon. I'm all for self-publishing. Like, the traditional route, great for some people. I Mm -hmm. respect it a lot, not for me. I think it would be fun to post a couple novels on Amazon. I think it would be fun to, like, do art commissions, maybe try to get a job in the arts. But then I'm, like, at the same time, like, I really love what I'm doing right Mm -hmm. now. And it's so easy to get burnt out, Mm -hmm. uh, especially, like, in art and in in writing and in any of the arts, really, if you're not doing what you love. Um, So... For now, you know, sticking with the software engineering, Mm -hmm. it pays the bills so that I can spend the rest of my time doing exactly what I want to do. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you in that regard, where, like, my day job is I'm a a government contracted, like, public information coordinator, um, which is basically public relations, which is Mm -hmm. what I went to school for. Like, I'm doing the thing I got my degree in, which is great. But, like, I do that to pay the bills, to pay rent, to pay all these things, so that I can do this as a passion project. This is my passion. This is what gives me joy in life. Writing fanfiction gives me joy in life. The yeah, other thing honestly, just pays my
2: bills. Yeah. I wish I was cool enough to do something in the arts professionally. Oh, yeah. Like, pe- people who can do that are, like, wild. That takes so much skill and, and patience, and, like, I would love to do that one day. I hope to do that one day. I'm not sure it's gonna happen anytime soon. I mean, it,
1: arts is very, very hard. Mm-hmm. For also, so very, very competitive. Very, very competitive because of the amount of people that would love to do yeah. art. And mm-hmm. it's understandable why. The demand yeah. for it is not <laughs> as high mm-hmm. as we would like right now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, there are so many kids just like me that are going into filmmaking and that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. YouTube and because Netflix produces their own shows like fucking crazy. Yeah. And so the expectation is that there's all these job spaces to fill. There's mm-hmm. not that many job spaces.
0: You have to elbow your way to get you to the jobs. It's
1: it's it's fucking it's ridiculous. Yeah. If I'm being totally honest with you, but I, since going to college before college, it was just like wow, I love doing this mm-hmm. thing. I would love to do this thing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I got to college, and then I had a mental breakdown, and mm-hmm. I was like, maybe maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, like as a job. And then I thought about it mm-hmm. a lot, and I think you guys are, in, the, in the direction that I want to be mm-hmm. in. Where it's, mm-hmm. I want to do something I like so I can fund the things I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would exactly. rather be yeah. the complacent in a job that I like with the people that I like. Yes. Maybe not love, mm-hmm. but keeps me entertained mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. In mm-hmm. order to sit down on a Friday night and mm-hmm. talk about fan fiction yeah. or write or do whatever. Like, yeah. I would love to have a career in the arts. I Film. Yeah. I fucking hate talking to other film majors. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> they're very annoying yeah. <laughs> and I'm probably annoying yeah. as well to some other people so maybe that's the thing that I would like to do mm-hmm. to find the thing that I love yeah I don't know but I I also would love for people to just go for it and do the things mm-hmm. and quit their day like I love hearing about people quit like, your day oh, job and, their jobs and just like start dancing shows yes. like fuck yeah, yeah do what you want to do if you make it work for yeah you, like the main thing th- this is Advice for anybody, mm-hmm. I guess, is consistency. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney and I went through my old Tumblr. <laughs> I made four thousand oh dollars in one year. She Don't is know a how that happened. But amazing. I literally, I was fifteen. <laughs> yeah. And it was because I was so consistent in mm-hmm. the way that I uploaded. And our, mm-hmm. th- our, I love our podcast, and we are consistent, mm-hmm. and we like our quality has not dropped. Nope. And I love talking to other fanfiction authors, and it's just been a really good time. And I love talking to you. Yeah, and it's just been super fun. And consistency is the key. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, do the things. I you think consistency do. is uh, what I need to get better about. Same. Uh, because <laughs> I've been having like, especially recently, like with how busy I've been, I haven't been doing any writing. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, like, I want to do more. I want to do it, but I just don't have the time, and, like, I miss it yeah. so much. I, I think my goal in the future is I want to try to write a story in its entirety before I start posting at all. Okay. Like, I thought I was good enough with From Behind the Stars because I wrote parts one and two before mm. I started posting, and then I didn't finish part three in time mm. to, to keep posting consistently. And I'm like, if I write the whole thing, then I can post the entire thing, like, you know, the once a week or the twice a week or whatever schedule posting, and it'll have that consistency, and I won't be having these massive, like, breaks in between every part.
0: I have given up on consistency. (laughs) Consistency and I are not a friend. I write a lot, and I honestly stress about my writing, and if it's not perfect, I'm not gonna post it, which is, like, a flaw on my end, I know. It's my Virgo showing.
2: Exactly.
0: It's my three Virgos. Oh, I'm the
2: same way with Aquarius.
0: Oh, fuck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I and I've said this time and time and time again that like, I am so gracious and so grateful for the readers that I have because the like six to seven constant commenters that I get are always just like, I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're resting. Mm -hmm. Please take your time. I will wait for this. Like. It has been so nice to have those people to, like, let me have my time because, like, yeah, I I took, like, a week and a half break. I went and I visited my family and I took a break and I came back, like, rejuvenated after writing nonstop for literally almost a year. And I kind of burnt myself out where I was just like, oh, because then I started writing one thing and then I went, but what about this other thing that I want to write? And then I started writing that and then I went, what about this other thing that I want to write? And I started writing that. So then I was writing three things at once and then I was just like. Uh, nope, we're gonna take a break, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna publish this when I publish this, writing is hard, I, the, like, as much as I would love to be consistent, and as much as I, like, adore the people who, like, I post bi-weekly, or I post every month, like, oh, that, that would be great, but, like, I've taken this road of just, like, writing is hard, writing takes a long time, and, like, I don't ever want to publish something that I'm never 100% happy with.
2: Just to post it. Oh yeah, writing is hard, man. And the bright thing the bright side is that like on AO3 specifically, people are amazing. Like yes. people are so nice. They're always like, take care of yourself first. Like, you know, health is most important and I appreciate that so much. Because, I love AO3. Man, I stress <laughs> out. <laughs> I love AO three. I can't believe that when I was writing send delete, I was posting twice a week. Oh. And I was writing like just to keep up with it. Like I would write a chapter, have it dated post write a chapter have it baited post and i was writing on that schedule oh, the my entire goodness. time i was posting send delete two chapters a week i don't know how i did it i don't know either wild <laughs> to me like i can't even fathom doing that now no. and my life is like i mean at this exact moment not less stressful but mm-hmm. like overall recently my life has been so much like less busy and stressful than it was back then so i don't know how i was doing it back then like it doesn't make sense to me <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. Well, we, we did talk about this because the episode that was posted today was The Last King, and she posts every two weeks or something like that? Like, she took a break, but, like, in the beginning, she would be posting thousands, words, chapters. It's it's
1: fucking crazy. And she, she admitted, like, I think I said this, I don't know, but she admitted on her Curious Cat account Mm that, Cause she hadn't posted in like a month, and yeah. people were like, mm, are, "Are is this like we done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Is, this, is this, what is happening?" And she was like, "Oh no, I write like forty thousand word chunks, yes. and then I post the chapters consistently uh-huh. after that. Like once I'm happy with this chunk, yes. then I start." That to makes post. sense. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, that makes total sense." Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Holy shit, that's a yeah. lot of writing. Yeah, like, that is so much. So much writing. No wonder you take a month to a month and a half mm-hmm. just to like sit down and do whatever."
0: Yeah. yeah okay but you have the eight hundred three 3 account but you also have your own website that you have I like do, yes. your art on you have like a beautiful stained glass art you have some animations up there but you also have like your fix like your long form fix up there i do i want to specifically talk about like the ambientic sounds that you pair with your music mm. that like while you're reading it goes with it so like how is oh my gosh i love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> How do you go about choosing these sounds with the chunk of story that you post with the chapters? Um,
2: it's, it's a lot less exciting than it sounds. <laughs> I go onto YouTube and I just type something like, creepy castle ambience. Okay. <laughs> and then I just start, like, searching through videos, and I'll just spend, like, a couple minutes listening to that one, and I'll be like, no, this one sounds, like, too, like, weird, like, mm-hmm. a dank dungeon. That's not what I want. Like, oh, this one's, like, a rain in the background. That's It's not raining in this scene. And I'll just listen to, like, 80 billion different, like, y- YouTube has a huge, like, ambiance and ASMR co- For co- sure. And, yeah, and I'll just go through and listen to, like, all of these different like, ambiance tracks that people have posted on YouTube, and then I'll just put a direct link to them in my website. Yeah. They're very nice.
0: (laughs) You get this, because you get this bit of, like, sound that goes with this. you have, like, not all of your senses, obviously, but, like, you have way more of your senses going with it. So it it feels more like you're in this space. And honestly, like, I I do like to have a bit of sound that goes along with it. Like, Mm -hmm. I, like, when I read regular novels, I wouldn't say that I have, like, ambiance noises but it's definitely music that's like maybe orchestral or like piano music in the background because like I Mm -hmm. just need that other sense triggered so like I really enjoy that about reading um beyond beyond the stars
2: yeah that's one of my favorite things about doing like writing and and fan art and really any kind of like you know like artistic project or endeavors to try to figure out like what I can do to kind of make it more interesting, and to try to, like, pull you in more, and this was kind of the experiment with From Mm -hmm. Behind the Stars, because I'd never, like, I'd never done anything like that before. I'd never read anything before that came with, like, sounds incorporated into it like this, like, not a full, like, novel, at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and I thought it would be cool to try, because when I, again, when I was writing chapter 19, I, like, to get in the zone, I had this ambiance track playing of, like, this, you know, dark nighttime library ambiance with a fire going and I was listening to it and I thought, you know what would be cool? I wish my readers could hear this track in the background while they while they were reading this because I feel like it really set the ambiance for me while I was writing. And then I thought, why shouldn't they? Yeah. Like they they should have that too. So, I ended up going back, and then I got a little trigger-happy with it, and I added one to every <laughs> single chapter, and it just became a thing. Yeah, and then so you have, like, several for a
0: single chapter, so you gotta, like, mm-hmm. you gotta like stop the one on top, and you gotta start the one on the bottom to be like, this is
2: a new section! You, <laughs> you is actually out. don't have to stop the one on top. I've, I've coded my website so that if you just <gasps> click one, any others that are playing will automatically stop. I've been doing too much work. <laughs> You've yeah, been doing far too much work. It should be, like, I, I wanted this process to be as convenient as possible. You can just click it and go, the other one will stop. Oh, thank
0: God, perfect, because I still yes. have nine more chapters to read. <laughs> but, no, absolutely, because I saw that when I was going through AO3 that you had that, like, oh, go to my website, there's music or whatever, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, like, if you're listening to this right now I want to read it, go to their
2: website, listen to the music that goes with it. It's a way better experience hmm so much fun I I love the ambiance tracks they they really make it for me it's make very the good I love yeah the
0: vibes. so what has been the best
2: writing advice you've ever come across write what you wish you could read yeah. I mean like like that's really it you know like I I'm, I'm a firm believer in that like the first reader of, of any story is the writer like who who cares you know what everybody else thinks like if you really want to read something and it's not out there. Somebody else does too. And even if they don't, like, you want to read it, so so write it. Like, make it happen. Make your dreams come true. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just, just do it. it. Just do it. <laughs> that's it. Thank
1: you, Mr. LaBeouf.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mr. LaBeouf. No, that's yeah. On a, that's kind of what I think too, in a sense. You're but getting there. I'm getting there. Where it's just like. I write what I yeah, what I wanna what I wanna write. Like I don't write for fiction for anybody mm. else. <laughs> like it's really just what I wanna write. If I wanna write like a coffee shop AU like X reader and I think that's also something that Maya and I <laughs> really enjoy that sometimes people should on in the fanfiction community is X reader stuff, but like I like X reader stuff, okay?
2: I
1: pretty much only write and X reader.
2: Mm-hmm. If you love it, like go for it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you, you should enjoy the things that you love. Like why shouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Like have at it.
0: This has just been an episode of me being like, I fucking love ABO! Don't talk shit about X, reader! Hell
2: yeah. Like, proclaim it to the world. Yeah. You love what you love, and, and you should be able to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. No, I don't- I don't- We've definitely come to this, like, kind of conclusion of just like, I don't fucking care what anybody writes when it comes to fanfiction or fiction in general. Seriously. Like, tough fucking- If I don't want to read it, I'm not going to read it. Like, there are so many fandoms that I'm not going to read just because I'm not a part of them. Mm. And like- well, two, like, I don't, I've come, i to come across so many fandoms that I'm just like, I don't know what you are. I'm sorry, but I've never heard about you a day in my <laughs> life. But, like, I've definitely read fanfiction these past six months that I don't, never thought I'd ever read. I read a Reylo fic. Yeah. I never thought I'd read that, ever. I probably wouldn't have if not for this podcast, but it was really fucking good, and I'm really glad I did that. So, like, maybe, maybe sometimes the things that you think you're not gonna like, you're actually really gonna fucking like. Hell yeah. Like, 100%.
2: Uh, you know, like, write your shit, tag your shit, mm-hmm. and then we can all just enjoy what we want to enjoy. Like, that's it.
0: Yep. Okay, so we've come to kind of a Sophie's Choice, it's a Wyan's Choice, of of the fix you've written, which one's your favorite?
2: Gosh. See, like, in what way, you know? That's that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say overall from Behind the Stars. Okay. Um, I, I mean... It's, it's been slow going for the end, but um, From Behind the Stars is, is very much, like, it's my baby, you know? It's, it's the fic where I, like, really let go and I stopped worrying about, like, writing in a way that other people would like mm-hmm. or writing in a way that was, like, correct or cool. I, I had a lot of people telling me, like, on, on previous fics, like, they'd be baited and I'd get, like, oh, here's your, like, SAT word that you always include or, like, this prose is a little bit flowery and purpley. And with From Behind the Stars, I just let all that go, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, no, I love being flowery, I love having, like, ridiculously ornate descriptions and being, like, absurdly melodramatic, and I'm just gonna lean into it, I'm just gonna take those things that I love doing, and I'm just gonna go hard, and I'm gonna embrace them, and I'm just gonna be melodramatic and flowery, and just fill it with purple prose, and that's what I'm gonna do with it. And that's how From From Behind the Stars was written, so like... Probably that one, just because I've had so much fun writing it, and I love it so much.
0: Hell yeah. Very cool. That's very nice. All right, and then we... I did let you know about this beforehand, so you have a list. You did. But what is a favorite fic or a fic that you would recommend to us and to the people listening? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so I had a really hard time with this one, but there are two that really keep coming back that I just have to recommend. Okay. Um, so, the first one is um ace on ice um perfect submission it's a malefic they're both malefics fuck yeah uh but i really love that one it's about Alak is a writer um and he's doing research for a novel that he's writing that's like a bdsm novel so he goes to a bdsm club and he meets magnus <laughs> and magnus offers to teach him about like the bdsm and kink community um and it's gosh it's so good um, and then the other one is Bring It Back by Quill and Ink, which is, uh, the chemistry in this thick gets me every time, because it's not just enemies to lovers, it's enemies and lovers <laughs> in the best kind of way. Like, Alec and Magnus hate each other, <laughs> and yet every single chapter they can't keep their hands off each other, and it's absolutely wonderful like it's so easy to just get sucked into it and like the drama and and all the feelings and it's like from the very first chapter i've actually uh live tweeted all of bring it back Um, oh shit anybody who's been on my twitter has seen me like ranting to quill and inc about her writing (laughs) amazing
0: incredible i love i don't think out of the two, and not saying they're wrong, I love Chocolate Lucy. I love Heart of Aspen, they were both fun to talk about, but I don't think they recommended, like, smut fics. And I truly oh. love when people recommend smut fics, because it, there, I think it says oh, way right? more about them <laughs> internally and, like, as a person <laughs> than anything else could ever. Oh yeah,
2: I mean, you've seen my AO3, I write smut almost exclusively. Like, I think even there's, my long I think terms, there's like... a single teen fic on that whole yeah, page. No, that's not true, there's one teen fic yeah. on my AO3. And it is my least favorite fic that I've ever written. Like, I really don't think it's a good fic. Oh, like, shit. people liked it, so I leave it up for them. Like, I, I'm not a fan of that fic. <laughs> I, I, I write almost exclusively smut fits. Yep. Even the long forms are just, like, long plots with, innate, like, their entire purpose is to make the smut, like, more meaningful. Porn like, with plot. It, it's all smut fits. No, I,
0: I love them so much. I would say, truth be told, I think, like, a good... A good 60 to 75% of the fics I read have some form of smut in them.
2: Yeah, same. Most of mine do.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say I write a whole bunch of smut, just because, like, I still have, like, a weird relationship of just, like, I still get embarrassed writing it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It took
2: me a while to break myself of that.
0: Yeah. I feel like maybe the- you, uh, probably the more you write, the more you comfortable you get comfortable with 100%. it. But Maya and I were writing smut fits at the exact same time. <laughs>
1: That was so long ago.
0: That <laughs> was so that long was ago. That was we started the podcast. I know it was. But um, we were writing. Yeah, because mine was published last November.
1: Mm-hmm. Mine was published like two days after the first episode. Went out.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> um, but like we both would be texting each other, being like, ah! <laughs> actually, um, if you want a great recommendation related to that, I can give you a third recommendation. There's actually a fic that got me into Smut. Oh Um, shit. and like made me comfortable with smut and especially with kink fics. Oh. Um, because before, like, when I was writing send-delete, I was like a super vanilla person. Like the idea of any kink whatsoever made me super uncomfortable. And now here I am shamelessly writing like kinky omega verse and like my Asian five hundreds. So the fic that really got me comfortable with reading and writing Smut and especially with Kink was the education of Alexander Lightwood by a town called Malik. It literally goes through in, like, each, it, it's, it's a series, because um, there's one that's just a fic, but there, there's a series. That's The Education of Alexander Lightwood by A Town Called Malik. and each one is, like, its own chapter where they go step by step from, like, there's an introduction, and then, like, it starts out with just, like, basic things, like, oh, just nothing but kissing and massage. But then it, like, goes step by step more and more intense throughout the fic. And it like introduces you to all of the concepts in like this really healthy and like really positive way. Um, and and I don't know, I really appreciated that fic because it it helped me kind of develop a much like healthier and more positive attitude toward everything smoke related. So that's there we go. Third recommendation. Oh hell yeah. yeah. That's very interesting.
0: I would say that we're also both very vanilla people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it feels like... Oh, I've, I've been reading... <laughs> Please tell okay. me what you've been reading. <laughs> I've been reading more Mademois. <gasps> as of like, like, Absolutely, like that, yes, you like have! That, like that whole list, yes. I've been going yes. through them. Yes, you have! <laughs> what the figure you're describing now is what I wish one of the ones, it's called Hardcore Vanilla, would have been. Hardcore mm-hmm. Vanilla is great. It's it's great. It's, it's really, really yes, good, yes. but it ends off with the the main two spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Um getting into a relationship mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, we're getting used to the idea. Like we're getting into it." Oh. You can just call us hardcore vanilla right now. Yeah. Like, we're not BDSM, but we're hardcore yeah. vanilla. I wish the series would have gone on mm-hmm. and like gone through mm-hmm. them getting more comfortable,
0: I guess, with like BDSM and yeah, like with learning BDSM. more with mm-hmm. each other. Like, yeah.
1: Learning like, yeah. learning boundaries mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff cuz the memo is very good. Yep. They, it was just mis- miscommunication yep, yep, and, like, yep. learning. It's great. But I, that's what I wish it would have been. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that that that's very much what this is. And and I liked that a lot. Like, they even go through, like, there's a, there's a chapter which, you know, some people feel more comfortable skipping where Alec colors out. And, like, I think it's very important and great that that was included okay. in a healthy and positive way.
0: No, I think completely. Because I, I know that there was a time, especially on TikTok, uh, <laughs> that, like, People were very—I don't want to say vanilla But well, They were. <laughs> they kind that, of that were. That's what it was. Yeah, where like it was very. It was. I wouldn't even say it's kink positive because it wasn't the right kink. Like it wasn't the healthy, yeah. very communicative. There was boundaries involved. It yeah. was just like the let your boyfriend choke you out, <laughs> or your vanilla or whatever. You know. So I yeah. really appreciate this. Like, and I've seen it. Somewhat. I know you had it in one of your fix. It was like the little black book, where um, oh, yeah. I read that today. It was very well written, <laughs> <I> <laughs> where do. it was going through. And it's definitely not. And I've definitely gone through this thing of, with fanfiction of just like, I don't think I'd ever do it. Like, and in the little black book, Alec, you know, de- like, degrades Magnus. But, like, it's all they've communicated. There's boundaries involved. He asked for colors, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, like, you know, I never would do it because, like, I have fucking issues. But, like, it's, I'm getting used to it in fanfiction. I like reading it in fanfiction. Like, yeah. I've read a lot, of, not a lot, but, like, some cake stuff I would never fucking do. I'd never be in a three way.
2: Do I love reading? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I read and write things that I wouldn't be comfortable doing mm-hmm. myself. And like, everybody has their own boundaries, and that should be respected. And that's, like, part of, like, respectfully reading and writing it to me. And, like, I don't know, in general, I think it's just, like, like everybody just respect it, chill out. We can all have some fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Have fun with your
0: smut responsibly.
2: Absolutely. Responsible exactly. smut. Just tag
1: your shit. Yeah, just tag your shit. Just give me the warning before you... And don't
0: be mean to fanfiction authors
2: (laughs) about their stuff. um, Like, like, people... Come on, like, like, people are allowed to have boundaries. Like, that's okay. Not everybody's into the same thing. And, like, that's fine. I write a lot of really, really filthy shit, and I do not expect everybody to be comfortable with that. And if somebody's gonna not read it, like, good for them. Like, they shouldn't. I don't want people to read something that I've written if it's gonna upset them or make them uncomfortable. Like, that's... Protect yourself.
0: Yeah, there was definitely one I was going through your 500s. Something about ghosts. And I was like, you know what? Yes. I think I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was a prompt I was given. Uh, somebody on, on the Fandom Playhouse server that I am a mod on mm-hmm. gave me a prompt where one of them was a ghost and they wanted to have somebody possessing someone else.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, and I was
2: like, what a strange... I, like, I'd never considered that. And I was like, you know what? I'll try it. Yeah. Like i'll try anything once let's go for it so i wrote it and honestly i wasn't very happy with that one mm. when i was done writing it so i feel like i wasn't that into it myself um but apparently people like it so great yeah. awesome i'm happy with
0: it <laughs> yeah go off all right so is we're wrapping this up um is there anything that you would like to promote right now
2: um probably Am I allowed to promote the Discord server that I'm on? Because it's awesome. It's a wonderful place. I mean, and yeah. It's the only uh, thing I can think of. Whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, whatever you
0: want. Promote. Yeah, this sure. is an um, open space. Do whatever you want. I got no qualms. <laughs>
2: yeah, by all means. So the Fandom Playhouse. Uh, it's, it's a Discord server, multi-fandom. Got a lot of fanfic writers, uh, fan artists. It's just a really cool, positive, accepting place to hang out. I've met most of my closest friends there. I've met my boyfriend through that server. Aww. Like, it's, yeah, it's really sweet. Um, and it's an awesome place, so, like, I can send you guys an invite link if you want. Like, I I really just, I think everybody, you know, who is interested should join, because it's great, and we are always happy to have more cool, positive, awesome fandom people in the space.
0: Very nice. Very
2: good. Very good. Yes. Very exciting.
0: And then, uh, you are on... Oh. (laughs) You have... Oh, fuck, let me pull it up. Um your website is cloudburst.ink. Yes. Um and if I remember correctly, your AO3 is I Cloudburst underscore ink as well. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah it is. Um I also write under the suit Corpus Cloudburst. Uh, okay, but the main one is Cloudburst ink. Yeah.
0: Tight, tight, tight. Alright. So yeah, if you wanna go check out their stuff. I 100% I would do it. I had so much fun, like, reading your stuff over the last couple weeks and just, like, getting to know you through your writing. <laughs> it was so much fun, and I can't wait to keep reading from Beyond the Stars. Um, I'm having the time of my life reading that one, really. Um, And then thank you for being on. It was yeah. so much fun talking to you. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's so nice talking to other fanfiction authors. Yeah, especially, like, yes. the three guests that we've had on mm-hmm. have – <laughs> Way more experience. Than oh, for sure. And it's 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 honestly super mm. interesting to get that insight of just yeah. like yeah, fuck it, I'll I'll do whatever. Uh-huh. Like
0: like we recently got reached out to years. by another podcast wanting to talk about fanfiction, and truly I'm just like don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> I've only been writing for like a year. I got nothing on some of these people. I've been
1: people. on this planet for 19
0: years. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fun. It's so much fun talking to fanfiction authors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a treat. Yeah. Honestly.
0: That's, uh, that's basically it. We were not
1: expecting this to happen for months.
0: No. (laughs) Like, we got reached out to by Chocolate Moosey at first, and we were just like, holy shit. And then we got reached out to by, like, you and Heart of Aspen and so many other people, and it's just been, like, a joy to talk to you guys, and it's been so much fun, like, I, I never have a bad interview with you guys, like, it's always so much fun, and like, just a blast, and, like, it feels like we really connect just on the level of fanfiction, like, that's, like, that's it, that's all we have really in common with each other as far as we know, but, like,
2: that's all we need. (laughs) That's all we need, and it's an awesome and wonderful and accepting community, and honestly, like, I don't know, my life would be so different without it, like, it's, it's amazing, I love Everybody in the fanfiction community.
0: Hell yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah, thank you for being on. Um, follow us on. I've got to go through this. Uh, Twitter, yeah, TikTok. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok. Yes.
1: You our email, which you get. Everyone already knows. Everyone already knows. Um, um, we have a Kofi.
0: Yes. So if you want to recommend us a fic, if you um are a fanfiction author like Corvus and you want to be on the podcast, we got two more spots left for the year to fill for interviews, um, so, uh, come on, come on, <laughs> If you want to be on, come email us, and we will first schedule you serve. in. First come, first serve. Um, we have a ko so if you have the money, and you liked the episode today, <laughs> and want to help us keep mind. the podcast running, um, that would be dope. Rate, review, and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, it helps us get on the charts, and gets recommended to people who might like us, um, follow us on Spotify, tag your fucking fix, donate to AO3, Be a kind human being, and thank you so much for listening today. Goodbye!